This is Fat Radio International. Embrace the alternative. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. And villains. And aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Welcome to Star Wars Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. And we are the editors of Starburst Magazine, and this is the official radio show of said magazine, the longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. So, we've got a lot to do this week, and it's business as usual, such as it is like last week. We decided to uh, do the show, and we had a blackout. Everything went wrong. It couldn't have been any worse last week. Not only that, it knocked out the laptop that does all the production for the music, and therefore we ended up with a Windows update being installed while the thing was on air, which then caused the thing not to function and crash, and that had to be rolled back. All this was going on while the show was live, but we managed to at least get Nobody noticed. Slick. I think that's pushing it a bit. The no, nobody noticed, but I, I'm not. I'm not sure people are having that. But no, we're, we're we're good. We're back, and we've got plenty to go through. A a quick overview of tonight's show. I will mention Dunkirk at the end because I, I saw that uh, just a brief one because it's not really our wheelhouse, but it's got it's from Nolan and Starburst readers love Christopher Nolan, and uh, as I call him, the Holy Nolan. So we might as well make a few comments. Yes, uh, DC uh, uh, at the movies, uh, again, staggers from crisis to crisis. And there's another development on that. You've got, uh, uh, in fact, there's, and there is a, uh, a threat to the new Justice League movie as well, which mm-hmm. I can mention. And James Bond is back, uh, but is Daniel Craig. I think I've got the answer to that one. And... There's lots and of other stuff. Of nuggets. Yeah, indeed. And uh, there we go. And I was hoping to start this show off and be in a really good mood and be in a positive place and remain in said positive place. But an email's just come in 
and the email. It's got nothing to do with this show, actually, and it's got nothing to do with Starburst. It's got nothing to do with anything other than it's just got right on my wick, and he's saying... Um, Wanted to, uh, it wondered if we'd do an article, not this show, the radio station, mm. on the Rose Garden cocktail at Sopwell House. Yeah. Now, I'm not even sure where that is, but you'll get what's annoyed me in a minute. Sopwell House. my iPhone. Well, there you go. It doesn't, it doesn't quite say that, <laughs> but, but it's not far off. And it says that Sopwell House hasn't just stopped to smell the roses. They've mixed them into a summer cocktail and devised a blooming, marvellous Rose Garden cocktail served in its very own mini watering can. Yeah. Fuck you and your mini watering can. It's That's it. And I mean that from the, the bottom of my heart. I don't care where it is. I will find out where it is. Um, and but you have and just given a load of publicity. I, have I, really? Don't go there. Don't go there. Email them back and say they were featured on our show. Please yeah. listen to it on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, I will. I will. They will love it, won't they? I'm not sure they'll like what I've just said about it, but, uh, you know. And if they want to sponsor us, then... Yeah, where is it? Oh, it's in St. Albans. St. Albans. Like, not not an album. You know, St. Albans. The Alba, like the the hi-fi. Cotton Mill Lane, yeah. Probably not the response you wanted, but if you will put cocktails in watering cans, I will respond accordingly. Yeah. So, yeah. No, these hipsters... And these dainty watering cans with cocktails in them. Yeah. That's 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 just a level I don't even want to get into. Anyway. Um, so we've got a magazine on sale. We have indeed, yeah. It's just come on sale. Yeah. My first complaint over what I've written in it. Well, we'll deal with that in, in the magazine. And um, it's good, isn't it? You know? it's, it's a fantastic issue. It's flying off the shelf. It is indeed. I mean, but that's trying... because they keep putting on the edge and it just keeps falling off. I know, yeah, yeah. It's the, the, the bogeyman, not boogeyman, as yeah. we, we mentioned last week. It's doing well, isn't it? It is. It's, People it's, seem to like it. Yeah. But it's weird because we do these issues from time to time where it's like we did Robots of Sci-Fi, we've done this one, and people seem to like them because we just have a look at some uh, of the surrounding stuff instead of just being obsessed with some one movie that's out that yeah, month. that we're going to forget in a month's time. Correct. Well, yeah, it's true. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've got my hopes up for... The, the the lead new movie in it is it. It's the the, the new version of Stephen King's uh, somewhat would call classic novel. I yeah, don't know yeah. if classics it's pushing a, it a bit. It's part one. Yeah, because he's done a lot of, of what you'd call classics, though, hasn't he, Stephen King? I mean, it is. Uh, yeah, and that's literally what you'd call classics. Yeah, but so but, what are you? Are you like? Oh, you got that monk on about Stephen King now? I no, no, I just think he's done a lot. Rubbish, do you? He's done a lot of dreck as well, but. Well, look, how many books has he done? 150? Probably something like that. I, d- I don't know. How little you... novellas and things. Yeah, I probably. don't know how you can type that that fast. <laughs> I, d- I just don't. Eric has got a little old woman there. Good grief. Him. I can't write like that. That's that's crazy. But, you no, know, some stuff he's done. I like his anthologies. I like Ten Past Midnight and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. You know, he's, he's certainly an important figure mm. in the uh, in the genre dark tower is about to hit the cinema yeah. and That's it's in, got in a the magazine as well yeah and it's got a prequel tv show so you're going to have idris alba on screen and then they're going to sort of mess about with his hair and make him look slightly younger and then he's going to be on tv <laughs> with the lead up to the movie that you've just seen might work yeah might do yeah a prequel to a to a movie on tv Played by a younger version 
are playing a, the same actor playing a younger version of themselves, which yeah. doesn't happen very often. No, no. There we go. Fair play to him. Yeah. So, little PS to the uh, Doctor Who situation last week, and I'm not doing much, to, uh, I'm not going to cover this very much at all. I just want to do as a, a final little codicil to what we were talking about last week, where everybody was at each other's throats, and there were people going, sexist pigs, and people going, who knew, you, you've got to be on side with this, you can't have any other opinion. The truth is, as usual, somewhere in between, where people need to be a bit considerate, but oh no. The, the uh, somebody who I don't get on with and had a massive row with and a fallout back in the day over an appearance he did at, at Fab and how he treated people. But water under the bridge and you move on. Peter Davison, he has now officially left Twitter. Yep. And that seems to be the way people sort of like express their displeasure with things nowadays. They, oh, dis- they go off social it's media. Not, it's not the expressing displeasure. Right, when you it's have, it's you. only happened to me once, and the I don't particularly care because it, I'm not up for a movie role or anything that, that matters in any way, but I can understand why somebody who's got a career and they want to keep booking work doesn't want to be involved in some massive ongoing social media argument like this was. And, and and can I say, Peter Davison, anybody who's listening, if you've actually read the stuff, he just basically appeared at Comic-Con and he just mentioned uh, him and Colin Baker sort of had words. Colin Baker had a dog in the fight. He's got daughters and he, his argument was, yes, brilliant. It's great for, for so uh, them. And um, yes, yeah, so is Davison. But, but One's married to another doctor. Yes, I know, but one of them was making an issue over the fact he had daughters and one wasn't. Mm. Yeah. Now, I like Colin Baker. He's all right. He's appeared at Fab a few times. We've met him a lot. I've spent a bit of time with him. He's all right. He's not a bad guy. He is very close to his daughters. They even picked him up one night from Fab, you know, the, uh, so they were actually driving him around. He, he, he wasn't... Slave labour. There you go. So he is close to him. I get it. But, you know, it was it was one of them, and it wasn't really a fallout. They were just having a, a small difference of opinion. And I think uh, he, I think all that Peter Davison said was, oh, it's a shame because it's a loss of a, of a positive male role model, albeit temporarily. Yeah, he was um, just being devil's advocate. Possibly, yeah. But they've not had any of it. They've all been, he's been now branded. He's been branded. Been branded. Piggy Wiggy. Sexist Piggy Wiggy. We, and we had another one leave Twitter the week before. Oh, who's that? Ed Sheeran. Because people were slagging him off. Oh, he well, needs to leave the life. planet. <laughs> you know, that guy. I'm not, I he couldn't care. making music. I couldn't care less what happens to that guy. And they, he that, certainly doesn't need to be acting in TV shows because that was diabolical. He, he can't sing. Never mind that. I don't, mm. it, it is. I said today we were discussing this where... I was speaking to Brad, who does doing the the working on the festival with us, and he said, "Well, he said I went to see. Uh, he, I'm listening to ELO on on Alexa. He's got one of them at home, and he said it it just annoys his kids because they they'll put oh Ed Sheeran and he'll just come on, but when he puts ELO on, they roll their eyes and whatever. But I said, yeah, but the difference is, I don't think they're going to be when they're our age." Asking to re rerun and re- listen again to Ed Sheeran because yeah. I have a theory that they're going to realise what a bland pile of garbage it actually is by that stage. And I'm sorry if you do like Ed Sheeran. I don't know why we're discussing him on here. It's a first and hopefully a last. Well, but, he was but, in a genre show, so we can do it. We can, yeah. 
I just I can't stand him. I can't he's stand not, his work. Like don't like the way he looks. Don't like the way he dresses. Don't like the way he sings. Don't like the way he talks. Don't like his personality. He is a boring, boring, boring individual. Well, apart from that, he's all right. Isn't he? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> I know some people can take him or leave him, but you know, I swear I'd, by I'd, him. I would leave him somewhere. Eh? No, I swear by middle him. of the motorway. Dear me, anyway, that, that's that's him dealt with. So, yeah, Doctor Who, what can I say? Think that it's got to be running out of steam now, so just let it all... It'll all come back when, when the show starts, and then it'll, it'll either be very good, and in this case, they'll all shut up. Or no, they won't. If, if it's any missteps, they'll be jumping on it. No, because they've been pushed into what I was saying. I just, again, I don't want this to go on all the halfway through the bloody show because I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of reading Facebook and I'm sick of, of, of the whole thing. But the 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 thing is, they be, they've been pushed, some people, by this vitriol about their view of not quite liking it. That It's like, look, if you know somebody and he's not, into gay marriage, he's not into um, homosexuality, he's a bit sceptical, he's a bit God squad, whatever reason, yeah. A gay sceptic. A gay sceptic, whatever. He, they, you still get them, even in this day and age. You know, oh, they're, they're you know. rife. That, and, um, you know, I would have hoped not, because I grew, I've grown we, up with we, more we, bloody tolerance than that. And, we've and, bro- gone backwards the last few years, I tell you. Well, it, it, it's... It's 2017, and anybody who's got an issue with that now, that that's you know, it's it. You would hope it had changed, but mm. I'm just saying, if someone has got a problem with that, sticking a couple having gay sex in front of them is not going to win them over. It, it's red rag to a bull. Mm. You you need people in situations where there's an argument like this to slowly allow, give them enough room to breathe and change the mind over time. Yeah. And if they don't, then you hope that they have kids and they. Are a bit and more the, educated and they on sort it. Of like to see the, the you know, the, yeah. the, the bigger will. Yeah, if someone isn't really au fait with the, the change of role in that, then you're not going to win them over by battering them around the head and abusing them. And that's that's the problem. So, yeah, Peter Davidson's off Twitter. And he's there's probably a few people who've just gone, well, oh, sack this. Yeah, I'm sure there's people who are not looking at social media now or, or anything Lord. because they're sick of seeing lots of things, whether it's. Doctor Who related, whether it's anything else, you know. But any right, ways of dealing with it. Look, there's ways of dealing with it. You know, I had um the, that that Blair Witch crap did my head in, but at the end of the day it got to the point where it was that bad that I thought, right, if they're annoyed, I might as well be the one annoying them, so I started taking the piss out of them all. Yeah, you, you gave know, them a reason to be and, and I gave, uh, yeah, I will, and that's it. At least they hated me because I was hateful. But then they went, <laughs> which is it's the way. I know that doesn't sound great, no, but, but, it, but you it, know, because at least then you feel that's why they're doing it. Because yeah, fine, it made sense then. But if what, you're doing it just for an opinion, then, oh yeah, you know, God, oh God, yeah, yeah. The worst thing you can do is defend yourself. Though you start to defend yourself, like oh, I've got to defend myself. No, you just you just go. Time to go, go and suck a cock or something. You know, it's just time to go. Time to get off. Get off with it. You know, jog on down the road. And then they and all take saw the, the film and shut up. Oh, yeah, no, that's it. I did. Do you know, I, I, I didn't get a, a raft of um, apologies afterwards. No. If it have had one tweet that just said, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry about that hashtag, um, you were right. Yeah. That would have been nice. But, oh, no, no, they don't think, do things like that. No. Oh, well. They hadn't seen it at the time. I haven't seen it. They'll, 
that's all I've got to say. So, yeah, social media, wow. Wow, yep. it's changed everything, hasn't it? The whole world's changed. We're, so, going, we're going backwards. I know. So we got about four or five minutes before our first break, yep. and um, just looking at what what we do the, what's going the bond on. news. The bond news. That's a quick one. Oh, the bond news. Bond twenty five confirmed for November twenty nineteen. So I then immediately hear everybody going. It's social media again. Oh god! It sounds like I've really had it. I have though. It's just the it, last couple of weeks. It can get too much. I think. I don't think I need to go off it. I just think I need to just look at it less and have it's a social so media. Yeah, because it's it's just not... Yeah, I'm not... I hate it. You know. yes. Anyway, yeah. so everybody's view as soon as this was announced was, oh, that means that Daniel Craig's gone then and, the, and all that. No, it doesn't. That means completely the opposite. It, Sam Mendes is not going to come back and direct it. Unless they offer him a crazy amount of money, which I don't yeah. think they will. I think they will go with another director this time. And I hope that means... After that the we... last one, they've got it really. Yeah. And I hope that that means that they get rid of the dreadful, dreadful, dreadfully boring, 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 boring Thomas Newman and get David Arnold back. Yeah. Because that those soundtracks, the, the, the I'm sorry... Casino Royale, fine. That's my favourite one of the Craig ones. The second one after it, he, God, he did his best with the soundtrack. That was about the only good thing that to come out of it. Uh, the last two movies, Skyfall and Spectre, yeah, you may love them films, hate them films, whatever, but those soundtracks are just they're just boring, bland, anodyne crap, and and they're not worth they're not worthy of the films they're in. Mm. And that's it. They don't. They they just. They're just nothing. They're just a little bit of little bit of noise in the background. That's it. So I'm hoping that'll be the case. However, Daniel Craig will be back because they've gone for November 2019 so they can write a good script and it gives them time to continue hashing out what is obviously a very protracted deal. He will either be back for one last film or there will be two and you'll find that one's in... 2019 and the other is probably in 2021 early on there'll probably be 18 months between the two and then that's him done because he will be 50 and by the time that those two come out he'll be about 52 and i'm sure he doesn't want to go down the route of being criticized for being a little bit long in the tooth if it to be fair he looks about 62 already so yeah, you know just had a, a message and the ears are getting bigger off yeah <laughs> They've got to put a bit more wax on the... Uh, them ears, the man. They're, seriously, Inspector, them ears. I thought when he jumped off the uh, he jumped off the, the building yeah, to get in his car, and I, I thought he was going to fly. I didn't yeah. think he needed the car. Uh, Polly's just uh, sent me a little message. Oh, I. Uh, What's happened? The, uh, unconfirmed news today that Craig is indeed back. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's yep. not even in doubt. I don't understand why everybody just went, oh, it's November 2019. That means he's gone. It means nothing. It just means that they've got a run-up. Of course he's back. They wouldn't have announced that if he wasn't back because they'd have done a very carefully laid campaign and they would have done... What happened with um, what happened when they got rid of Pierce Brosnan? What happens when they get rid of any Bond? It goes quiet. And then the next minute, there's a big press conference with a new James Bond. That's what always happens. It's happened all the time from beginning to the end. First time they changed him, they did it. When they did it with uh, Tim Dalton, they did it. When they, Roger Moore, they did it. And the, the infamous one that uh, our, our oh-so-macho Daniel Craig did, 
where the, the press conference <laughs> with it. Oh, he made a little life jacket on his little boat going up to him. Oh, my God. You well, that's, know. That's God so grief. Did you really think? Health and safety gone mad, did it? This is what I mean, though. This is, don't do that then. If you are legally on, with insurance not allowed to do that with him because you've just signed up for a great deal of money and blah, 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 do something else then. Yeah, that looks a little bit risky. Cool. A bit of a backdrop. My God, if he'd have just walked off on stage in a tux, he'd have been fine. Yeah. But in a boat with that life preserver on, yeah. it was it was absolutely ridiculous, wasn't it? Anyway, yeah. there we go. Still haven't got over that. It's quite a shock to me. It's quite funny, though. Oh, it was, yeah. Christ, I didn't even have one of them on when I was in one of them. I did a very similar boat. Mind you, that's just wrong. But, but you didn't have your uh, life jacket on. I didn't have my life jacket on. No, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> See, the gags, I'm not I'm not awake enough. A bit, bit buggered. Anyway, we have a, edit, the, new, edit, the, uh, the break. We'll have the break now. We'll come back with some other stuff. But yeah, Craig's back. What are they going to call? Actually, there's a rumour that they are going with the next movie just to call it James Bond, which would pretty much totally suck. Starburst Radio, the show that sometimes remembers to bring you some of the latest genre news and reviews until they get distracted. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Unit Extinction. Sam, have you heard of the Nestines? Who in Unit hasn't? So that's what we're up against. There's an invasion on the way. One of their energy units has come down in the Gobi. It's imperative that you recover it and return it to London. If this is what we think it is, a swarm leader, it could hold valuable information on the Nestine's plans. How long have we got? The main body of Nestine spheres could reach the Earth within the next 24 hours. Bear in mind you may not be alone. Because it went so far off course, it's unlikely the Nestines had anyone nearby, but they're bound to be looking for it. Love stories. This is Fatboyio International. Embrace the alternative. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And have we got any? Any bit action on Twitter? No action whatsoever on Twitter, but we haven't really given the... Uh, no, we'll give, we'll give it out now. I've got one one email, that's it at the moment. It's a very quiet evening, so please get involved. It's studio at fabradiointernational.com and please get on Twitter at starburst underscore mag. I've calmed down now. It's all going to be good. Yeah. It's all going to be nice, sensible content for the rest of the evening. Now, nice. maybe, you never know. Um, your, brother's, your brother's on. And he's saying uh, he's saying he only heard the Red Bull opening. You see, the, we one of the mics was slightly on at the beginning of music, but there you go. It's only one slight technical hitch. After a week of trailers hitting, what are we left with? Jigsaw can see the twist a mile off already. Justice League. Thank the maker for Aquaman. Perhaps he can put out the usual fire around the dark CGI battles before I fall asleep and the world's going to be changed by VR special effects of Tron. I mean... Live action, Wreck-It Ralph, Player One. I'm nauseous already. Oh, well, what do you think of the latest starts, Russ? Well, for those of you who are not aware, we're in San Diego Comic-Con, and we 
uh, last weekend. Yeah, yeah we, we have just been subjected to a raft of trailers for all the latest movies that they want you to be ponying up for for the remainder of the year. It's been a mixed bag. There's been some really good trailers, and there's been some trailers that, to be honest with you, are going to make me stay at home, I think. Yeah. I don't know. What do we all think? Let me know. I personally couldn't care less about that Justice League movie. No. It, it's got all the visual looks of, of all, all their films have the same aesthetic. Slow-mo action fight sequences, way too dark, and a bit of fire here and there to make it and, look serious. And they're trying to throw a few gags in to say, look, see, we can do something. Yeah, it, it, they, don't, they don't understand it. They don't understand that depth, that, that, you know... The humour comes from characters, and you've got to like the characters. You know? Yeah, you need, you've got to have a light approach to it. You know, you can't start... It's not war and peace. We're not doing something serious. We're supposed to be having a bit of fun. Yeah. You know? the, the subject matter is, uh, is quite light. It can be as dark as you make it, but yeah. you've got to establish a status quo before you start doing dark takes on stuff. They, they've started with the dark stuff. Yeah. The gods as men. Because the Nolan approach. stuff did so well. Yeah. Qu- quite baffling to me, really. Oh, it's because Nolan. It's because it's Nolan. He's but got... Yeah, but they just uh, yeah, seem to have gone with this, you know, dark and dour, like you say. Yeah, they have. And the, the, and the, the one movie that would have suited that, Suicide Squad, they decided to recut with loads of comedy moments and, mm. and lots of glitzy cutscenes and, and weird uh, sort of artsy, gra- bright, coloured graphics, um, which... which Try and make it look like a comic book, yeah. Yeah, you ended up with two films merged into one. It was like a bloody Brundlefly, you know. Um, this is Brom. So, yeah, what what have we got? I mean, we've got coming up, we, we've got a little bit of a problem. As I say, they've hit problem number one, the DC Universe, and Henry Cavill's moustache. sure it's number one. I think it's number 100. Oh, I mean for this week. All oh, right, this week. Oh, just this week, you yeah, know. Yeah. No, no, good God. We, We're not keeping tally. There aren't, the Roman numeral system doesn't go that high. Yeah. The Henry Cavill's moustache, apparently with Joss Whedon's taking over to finish off Justice League, the movie, and it's a real car crash. So he is refilming and reshooting and rejigging as we speak, and we... That he's filming something, Mission Impossible 6, I think he's filming. That's right. And he's had to grow a moustache for the role. And they've insisted, yes, we'll let you go and do your reshoots, but you're not shaving that tash off because you're going to ruin our film. So they're digitally removing Superman's moustache as we speak. Yeah. I mean, I think it was Polly on the website said, why don't they just cover it up like... Uh, yeah, like yeah, Cesar Romero, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, the, it does amuse me that they're having to do it. Do you know what an arsehole of a job that is? That's They're just going to be at that constant. That's, I'm days. surprised it'll, it'll be out in time. It probably won't at this rate. The next big, big one, and obviously big sort of bone of contention, they've changed the title of the Flash movie to Flashpoint. Now, anybody familiar with uh, recent DC history, Flashpoint is the title of a miniseries that's featuring the Flash and other members of DC Universe. Uh, Flash ends up in a universe, time has been changed, and you end up with the universe of the New 52, so they rebooted the entire range, which caused nothing but trouble because people were complaining because the heroes were younger versions all the stuff that they'd grown up with reading in the comics you didn't know whether it had happened or not happened it was a, it was an in 
complete continuity. So you couldn't like pick a comic book up from 10 years ago and see that as an event that happened in the past of, of whatever character you're reading. You didn't know what had happened or not happened up until that point. It wasn't utterly clear because there was a lot of retconning, lots of rebooting, mm. but at least you had a, a sort of thread. You knew that someone had broken back, girl Bane had broken Batman's back. You knew that there'd been a fight with Doomsday and Superman died. So they needed to... Uh, they then shit back shuffled God knows how many times with this to the point where they've just done DC Comics Rebirth where they've sort of given you some of the characters back you've been missing and it's a bigger mess than ever though. So hey, why, let's, why not let DC in the movies do the same thing? Now we know they're having problems with all their other titles so with Flashpoint basically if this is the cinematic version of that They've not waited 40 years to do this. No, whatever. They've, because they've, of course not. They've waited four years to do this. It isn't even four years, is it? Well, they, and did, they didn't wait 40 years to kill off Superman. So. I know, I know. I mean, they, they've rushed the straight wait, to... They can't wait to get to the, the goodies. They've rushed straight to the finish line. They've got a history of, of stories dating back to 1938, and they are only interested in telling the recent issues of the comic They're book. big sellers for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Marvel wow. done it to a degree. They've done it with Captain America. They went from yeah, his yeah. origin in the 40s. Next minute we're on Winter Soldier. They've missed, you know, 40-odd years' worth of stories out. And then, you know, I get that, but they are good films and they haven't produced and that's, that's the difference, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not sharing the love for Wonder and, Woman. And they've not, they've not done it sort of like just uh, frame for frame either. So. Yeah. So you've now got a situation where DC can quite rightly, if, if nothing has improved with these new movies, and more importantly, which I think is it, Affleck does quit, which yeah. is likely because there was a rumour going around earlier this week that Ben Affleck has quit as Batman and wouldn't be in the new Batman movie, and now he's then got in front of the press and got, oh, don't be silly, don't be silly. I've just had a phone call off DC, and oh, no, I haven't. I'm, I'm just reassuring you that, that um, I'm, I am staying with the movie, so when they do get rid of him, mm-hmm. then you might have a new Batman because of Flashpoint, along with a rebooted Superman who's not quite as big a douchebag, and the rest of the problems everybody's got will all be changed. You could change the aesthetic of any character, the, the you could change the actor, you could change the personality you know of what? any I, of I them. I bet they keep the, uh, the same Wonder Woman. Though. Oh, they'll keep the same mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, yeah. Don't want you don't want all that army training to go to waste, do you? <laughs> so there you go, DC Universe. I mean, I don't know. I think Polly is listening, but, yes, but yes. my God, it, it couldn't be more transparent. It, the minute I read that, I, I I don't even get angry. It's pathetic. That's what it is. It's we pathetic. could almost have guessed it, really, couldn't we? But... Yeah, um, I mean. They've got... I just don't understand it. They, these stories, yeah, because they, there are an amazing stories in these comic books going back years. And yes, you would have to update them. But, you know, you're supposed to be able to do that. That's what if the you, writers paid so much for. Correct. You're supposed to write a script based on... A, you, a, a decent writer could pick a comic book from the 1960s and be capable of updating any concepts that no longer fly. And pick, well, for starters, you pick the comic book that does still play well, that has yeah. a certain central theme that still works. It could be about jealousy, revenge, a love story, whatever. And then you just update the elements that are not there, throw in a few smartphones and a can of Red Bull, 
and 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 you're there. Do you remember I used to take the piss on this show because the the update of the Superman character in the new DC comics and mm. with Lex Luthor, they just give him a can of Red Bull. <laughs> that's how that's how they made him down with the You had Lois Lane was on Twitter, and 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 Lex Luthor was going around the lab drinking cans of Jolt. Yeah. yeah. No, they'll have uh, fidget spinners as well. Yeah, oh, fidget spinners. My God, we saw we saw a fidget spinner made from a 3D printer today. We didn't see it being made, but we yeah. saw the... Uh, it, was very, it was pretty good. We, we had an exciting day. Well, we, we, we can't, can't really talk about, about yeah. this. It's under wraps. It's, it's part of our Embargo. secret project that we're working on, which we'll tell you more about in weeks to come. There, we've got them wondering. Yeah. Is it, is it a, an update on something old that's being revamped or something new? We'll let you know. Yeah, but it's very exciting. Uh, yeah, as we, as we, as there's a lot going on in the 40th year of Starburst magazine. This magazine has been around since 1977, bringing you reviews of all the weird and wonderful movies that include sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comic books, video games, books, whatever. Well, come on, Martin, help me out. This other uh, stuff, board, board games. games. Ah, what else? See, together. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ed, if Ed's listening, he'd be proud of us. Yeah. We've not heard from Ed yet. So. No, where is he? What's oh, going hopefully on? Hopefully he's finishing the feature that he's supposed to do for me. Yeah. Do you know what? They, they, it's really nice weather tonight and no one's bothered listening to the show. They should be out in the garden listening to us. Yeah, no, That's that's a compromise. That pop. Yeah, we do allow you to go out as long as you... It's not you know. on a Wednesday night. Yeah, just don't, don't you know, don't get rid of the live show just because you've got us on podcast. Just because you've iTunes. got a life. There is that, isn't but it? anyway, like you're talking about the uh, the good writing, they've just done exactly the same thing with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Great writing. They've updated the same principles of, from the 60s comics. Yeah, they have. Yeah. We're in that. Yeah. Perfectly updated. A yeah. villain that people were... It was a hokey villain anyway. But they've updated it, it was, and made him brilliant. It, the weird thing about this, the weird thing about this now, the, there are two weird things about... Uh, if you've seen Spider-Man Homecoming yet, um, I'm about to drop the big bombshell that I'm hoping Mr. Pollard will will comment on. It came as a big shock to me, and I think it's a big shock to Marvel, although there is a silver lining that I'll get into. And the the big the weird thing about the Spider-Man Homecoming is the, orig- the, the thing that caused the massive fallout with Raimi, where he quit and didn't do Spider-Man 4, is because he chose the Vulture, and Sony went, you can't have that character. What, a guy with wings? That's rubbish. He'll be no good. We can have him. Yeah, I want you to put in umpteen other monsters and bad guys and whatever, and apparently he was already... People buy these ones. Yeah, he'd, he'd line... figures do well. Yeah, he'd lined up... Well, it was. It was. We know what happened with Venom and had been put in it. He, he, they had decided on... He'd decided on that villain. He'd cast... Uh, he'd, he'd get advanced talks if not signed up. I think they paid him off a token amount. Um, the Ma- John Malkovich mm. was going to be the guy, and then they just went, "No, we want so you can't stand it just on that bad guy." Where he's already proved that he had one villain in Spider-Man Two, and that is by far the strongest entry. Yeah, and and I will even now argue that that would be my favourite over Spider-Man Homecoming because it had J. Jonah Jameson, the the bugle. It had a lot of stuff in that I really. To me, a part of the mythos that I did miss from Homecoming, although Homecoming had a lot of charm and a lot of other stuff that replaced it. I basically, I'll be the happiest bunny alive when you've got all of that stuff 
in the new Spider-Man movie. You know, the yeah. next one, he's got J.G. Yeah, James, and he's doing stuff. For the he's love a character that. that everybody loves. So. He is. He's, but, he's, but, he's great. You know, we're just never going to beat that last uh, last portrayal. No, no. Simmons has, has nailed it, and but you never say never. I'm, I I wouldn't even blink if they brought him back. I'd just go, I can't care. That's fine. They did it with them, didn't they, in the Bond movies? I, yeah, and I don't think a lot no of people blinked. have a problem. No one blinked. They just said, we're happy to see her because they liked her. Now, the, yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming. Very disappointing news. The second week, there are a number of conflicting reports on the box office, but the box office is down somewhere in the region of 62% to 75%. There is one um, article out that suggests 75%, but some of them are ranging around the 60-odd mark, 62 being the lowest. But whatever you way you look at it, it's the biggest second-week drop-off of a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. It is a big shock to me because they, I, I thought they did such a good job. I thought they performed the impossible and resurrected it. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, not only one of the, wor- the worst... Uh, superhero-based movies I've ever seen, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Mm. I I couldn't believe it. I still can't bear to watch it. I mean, even when bits of it come on and I see that awful version of the rhino and the, the, the style of it, the garish... I, I honestly would rather watch Batman and Robin than, than watch that. And ironically, they said, oh, we've learned our lessons... Oh yeah, they said, we've listened to what you said about the first. One. Yeah, we've listened to that, and then and all they did was have him swinging around the city at daytime instead of yeah. nighttime. They didn't. Yeah, they so didn't they take anything else on board? No, they didn't. And then they came up with that cheap gimmick to give him an un- endless supply of villains on the cheap without origin stories, yeah. which is a supervillain wardrobe. Oh, we want someone to be whatever character here. You even have the vultures' wings ready, got ready for someone to come in. Yeah. Now, how much less important? It would be just for a range of people that are just doing a job. Yeah. They're just doing a job. Oh, I've been hired like a hitman to go and knock off Spider-Man and they've given me a pair of wings. Uh, oh, I've, I'm now the scorpion. They've given me a suit with a big tail in it. It's just boring. If you haven't got the origin story, you're missing all the investment in, in their plight. You yeah, want yeah. The best stories involving a fight with a supervillain are this is where homecoming, Sean, you, were, you weren't totally... Against him. Against him. You got where he was coming. The first time he punched out the suit for being so insensitive and just basically putting everyone on the doll without caring, the guy from the city. Yeah, yeah. You were like, yeah, go on, Mr. Soon-to-be Vulture. You know, and he, that's he, what he you need. reason for being. Yeah, so I was all right with that. So I'm pretty gutted, but my theory, you want my theory on it, and I just think I've always said you don't, Get, like like Spider-Man 3, everybody knocked and said, oh, it's not, it wasn't as good as Spider-Man 2. It was a bit crap, you know, but Raimi. I don't think it was that bad. I just felt, I think no, the second one was really good. Yeah, you, the hook too. It did. Um, but as I said, it still took money and everyone went, well, if it's so bad, how, how does it take money? A bad film will always take money following a good movie. It's the movie after it that could be epic and it'll still suffer the sins of the movie that came before. And I honestly don't think that... I think there are a group of people out there, the mainstream viewing audience that go and see these, I don't think they understand this. I don't don't think they totally understand that this is a Marvel movie. No, they think it's another continuation. Another, I I think... They're having another crack at the whip. Yeah. Well, look, there were some people who were confused about what Dread was. Mm. 
Is it not a, a, a later version? Is it not a, 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 just a recast of the same character? We didn't like that one with Sylvester Stallone in. And, and, yeah, and all that. Mackay, then. Pardon? <laughs> I thought you was going to say Mackay, then. I, I don't know what I was saying then. I just <laughs> slipped up. But no, I was just saying the... Yeah, they, they're saying I don't want to see this film. I didn't enjoy Sylvester Stallone as, as this character. Why do I want to see it? People aren't in, aren't like us. They don't work for a, a magazine reviewing movies, and they, they um, don't read the stuff. They don't. Yeah, I mean, we're here to try and help people uh, decide what movies to see. But a lot of our readers are into all this, and they do know what it is. But there's a mainstream audience as well, and if you are going to take a billion at the box office with something like the Avengers. You, you need, need them. Yeah, it's not just comic book fans you need. And I'm sorry, anybody that remember, they, they, I don't know anybody, mainstream or otherwise. This is the thing, Spider-Man 2, did, Amazing Spider-Man 2 didn't just bomb. It bombed amongst people who haven't got a dog in the fight, yeah. that, that don't know that it's told a story of Gwen Stacy and wrecked it. They don't know the significance of how bad it is on that side. They just yeah. know they went to see a film and didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, and that's all that they care about. And that's it. So I don't know what, what Andrew thinks because I know he enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it. That, that the silver lining, Mr. Pollard, if you're still listening, is, boy, did Sony not want to hear this news? No. Boy, did they not. They, this is the last thing in the world they wanted to hear. So there is that. And hopefully, if word of mouth, uh, what we need to do is make sure that enough people watch Spider-Man Homecoming and make sure when it comes out on whatever formats that people who have not bothered to go out to the cinema, give it a watch and just be sure if your mate doesn't know all this stuff, doesn't understand the difference between these studios, explain, just say, look, this is a brand new start. It's a brand new Spider-Man. You don't have to have seen any of the others. Come and give it a go, even if you didn't like the other movies, even if they didn't like the Raimi movies, because this is so very different. It's like a John Hughes comedy meets a superhero movie. Yeah, and it, because of the way it starts as well, you didn't really have to see the Avengers. No, not at all. No, no, because it, it gives you a lovely... It's a, it's, it is a brilliant story so far. Yeah. It's a very clever way. Anyway, we're on the top of the hour, so I think we'll go for a break now. And then we'll get back and then we'll find out why. Talking about social media backlash, boy, it looks like old Uncle George Lucas is in hot water again. But is he really in hot water or is it being concocted? And whose side are you on? We'll find out when we, when we get back after this. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Jack, Jack, can you hear me, please? The Lives of Captain Jack. Well, hello, soldier. Are you all settled in? Life is about choices. Who gets to live? Who gets to die? Sometimes you can't save everyone, and you can't let the past haunt you. Who we love, who we hate. What are you? Some kind of superhero? What? With superhuman strength? Play your cards right, Alonzo, and you'll find out later. Our choices shape the future of the universe. You're caught up in something here, something big. And you need to watch your back. Once, long ago, on the planet Earth, a remarkable woman was about to make a very important decision. Big Finish. We love stories. Actually, I'll just have the omelette. Watching my figure. 
Does come with chips, doesn't it? Starburst Magazine, issue 439. Available from a newsagent near you. Or download to your tablet today. This is Fab Radio International. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. Now, what have we got in the way of tweets? Uh, zero. No, that's not good. No, that's what the battery's on. Oh, is it still on zero? Yeah. But I see, see Polly was saying before, Mr. Andrew Pollard was saying that he would like to go to Comic-Con next yeah, yeah, year, San yeah. Diego. He's got his name in the uh, the ring for the right. all-inclusive San Diego Comic-Con. see if we can get a whole editorial team out there. That'd yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't yeah, it? We need a, you never know. Yeah. This time next year, Rogers. Yeah. But he's saying uh, in an email, as I've seen, talking about the DC Extended Universe, uh, are we all now super happy that we've kept Stephen Amell's Green Arrow Grant Gustin's Flash, etc., has not been incorporated into the cinematic world. Hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd, my only regret about this entire situation is that you can't use those characters they're using in the movies in that situation anymore. So you've had to kiss goodbye to their version of the Suicide Squad. You, you're not going to see a version of Wonder Woman turning up in that show. You're not. Gonna, they, it's, it's blocked off some areas of it, and they are doing... They, they are... They, in my opinion, have got every right to be the people that are building that universe because yeah, yeah. they've done such a good job with it. Whereas every all these mistakes, with all the money that that they've had with these movies and the crap that they've brought out, it's 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 absolutely mind blowing. You know, I know that the last one wasn't crap, but it wasn't brilliant. It's an most overrated movie this year. It, it really is. It's it's all right. It's okay. But, but you know, and, and yeah, marching to no man's land, all that stuff. But, yeah, fight at the end. It's just it's just got all the problems of the other. Yeah, he's asking also with uh, the DC Extended Universe, if everything was good, what classic story art would you like to see? Well, I'd like to see, I would have loved to have seen a couple of Batman movies building something up where you've got, run-ins with a lot of these classic villains and then he gets them all sent off to Arkham at the end and then the final movie, which could have been two-part, I would have loved it to have been Nightfall because it was so good because all of every single one of them all out at once when he's on his arse, he's, he's at his lowest ebb ever and then finally Bane kills him. You imagine that as a cliffhanger, that he, Batman's back's broken and he's yeah. done, he's permanently crippled, he's over, career done with. Not the crap version you saw in Dark Knight Rises. I mean, the actual version of Nightfall, the comic book. That's why I hate the Dark Knight Rises. It's so crap. It's get Again, it's took a brilliant story and Nick bits from it. And instead, he just needs a chiropractor. Mm. It's absolutely ridiculous. But do you reckon they'd, uh, they'd ever get away with doing Killing Joke? No. Too dark. No, you you can. I mean, they did tried it with the animated, and it was it was all right. Pulled back where it had to, but a killing joke don't mean anything unless you've had a Batgirl movie, you've had Batman, yeah, all these got, all these things. To, you know, yeah, you've got to invest in the characters, aren't you? Yeah, that Captain America Civil War movie was effective because it was what happened as a follow up with all those characters that you were invested with. You can't just decide if we, you'd have done Captain America Civil War as, say, the second or third film, it wouldn't have worked. No. It just wouldn't have worked. You wouldn't have been as invested in it. And, you know, that was it. It was like a reward for it. He's, he's also asking, and this is a, a very good question, this, where the fudge is Michael Myers on the cover of the latest Bogeyman issue? 
Now, that's a sore subject. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jason replaced Michael Myers. Michael Myers... He didn't pose for us properly. I did not have a good enough image that worked on the cover. It was wrong image. The few that had got the right resolution weren't great. People were not archiving these things. They, it, it, they just wasn't a decent enough image to make work with the way everybody else was posed on the issue. So I went with Jason, you know, and it's one of them. To me, yeah, I'm with you. Myers is the, the he's the, the ultimate mask-wearing bogeyman. But, you know, it leaves us open for, for the next time. We could do a, just a, a Halloween special. Oh, yeah, there's that. There's loads of stuff, you know. Not, not revealing too many secrets. We might do some more of these type of issues because people seem to like them. So why not if I people they're like a of, them? They're a lot of fun to put together as well. Yeah, they are. They open it up a bit and then we get to see some old content that, that wouldn't otherwise and, get educate into the people, market. Which is what our remit was anyway. It is. It's, it's to cover the new stuff, but it's also to get a new generation. I want a 15-year-old to pick up Starburst. Um and literally learn about stuff the way I did. I, I read the magazine, I read Starburst and, and found out about some movies I didn't know. I, I got into anime through it. I got into some other... Mag- I got into some other... That's uh, like 2001. Oh, God, yeah. You know, I mean, I, if basically, if I'd seen the film poster in anywhere in, in a copy of Starburst and it turned up on TV, I was watching it, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I feel we've got a duty to do that. Otherwise, these shows... And uh, these old TV shows and these classic movies, they, they get forgotten about. And everybody thinks they'll go on forever. Everyone will remember them. But are people going to, is a 19-year-old now going to bother watching The Prisoner? You know, is a 10-year-old now going to bother watching the original Captain Scarlet or, you know, something like that? You don't know. You can't take it for granted. And all I've got to say is the, well, the stuff... The TV's not showing it, so... Well, no, the stuff that's replacing it, I'd argue some of it's a... Of not, it's not the same quality. Adult now, adult um, stuff. It's a golden age. We've got so much to choose from. I mean, yep. you know, Ron Jeremy, all them people. Yeah. What? Oh. What a golden Jeff age. Striker. Oh good no, God. Oh no, no, is that they're not the sort of adult you're thinking of? No, no, it's oh, not. Right. I'm, to- I'm talking about TV. Ah, right. Cable right. TV now. You know where? Uh, by the way, Game of Thrones is. It's very satisfying at the moment. It is. It's been good. Yeah. yeah. It's, I like the way this 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 week's. Well, Works. I've got to say, it might seem like a bit of a dig, but since they've run out of the books, it seems to have got so much better. Yeah. So much more satisfying. Uh, things are coming together nicely. Things are getting uh, resolved, you know, and, and I liked it. I are, liked... You, uh, are you on board with that theory about uh, about Sam? No, I don't know the theory. Yeah, you know, because he's he's working this library now. That he yes. They reckon he has written the, the Game of Thrones book, you know, the oh, Song right. of Fire and Ice. It, oh, it, right. He's the narrator, basically. Oh, right. Is that okay? Because he wanted the poetic title and this, that, and the other. So oh, that's what right. they're reckoning. That's... I suppose that'd be a night neat enough end. I, I like him. Yeah. yeah, well, he's all right, isn't he? You know, it's, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit, you know, nice bit of Moonraker love, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. got to you got to cover that aspect. Anyone new to the show, Moonraker Love, it's when two, it always gives me up. Two complete freaks, um, who, who otherwise um, would be trying to get off with normal people, get together <laughs> and do the world a favour. Um, anyway, moving swiftly on, he says, "Great show as ever. Keep cracking that Jaeger water. We have not got. We're on the wagon tonight." 
Absolutely. I'm afraid, Mr. Pollard, we are on the wagon. We're trying to actually cover the news. And talking of, of which, we're going to get back to what we were talking about then, and that is he's in a bit of bother, is old uh, George again. Now He's not oh, been going through the bins again. No, he? he's not. He's not. I'm going to play something, and hopefully, you know, you'll let us know what you think of it. But he's been given criticism because he's been accosted for autographs, and over the last few weeks, months or whatever. A lot of this comes from TMZ, I've got to say, as well. This clip is from TMZ, who I can't stand the guy, Levin, who, who runs it. He, as I've always described him, he gets an almost sexual level of satisfaction from ruining people's lives, and, and I can't stand it. So you've got to take things with a pinch of salt, but George is not happy with signing autographs for some people. And like, we'll have a discussion after we play you this uh, clip right now. How you doing, Mr. Lucas? Hey, Mr. Lucas. Can you send me? Mr. Lucas, how do you think Ron Howard would do directing the Han Solo movie, sir? I think he'll be great. That's awesome. Any suggestions for him? Nope. Not my job. Mr. Lucas, how do you feel about the the LA City Council vote tomorrow? You got good feelings about it? Well, if we get it, it'll be great. Anything to say to them to sway their votes? To who? To the LA City Council people to sway their votes in your direction? There's nothing I can do. They're, I think they've already made their decision. They're either going to. I'm not going to keep doing that, guys. You know, this is $200 a signature. So why don't you just go out and get a job? There you go, Mr. Lucas. Two hundred dollars a signature. Go get a job. Yeah, these people are here to make money. They're not here. They're not fans. They don't care. They just want to make money. They just want to put on eBay. That's it. I just signed it. He just got a thousand dollars worth of stuff. He won. You're a very generous man. Mr. Lucas, what do you think about Mark Hamill finally getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? I think that's fine. That's your thing. Somebody's got this. Mine, mine, mine. Thank you, George. Thank you so much, George. And there we have it. Now, there are some people going, oh, he, he can't be bothered with this. And there's other clips, and one in particular where they're going on about those guys are, are showing. I'm going, look, you know, we can't get a job like you. We're not as talented, you know. And, and he goes, well, no, but they admit to him. But, you know, this is the only way I can earn money by, you know, selling this stuff. So there is no doubt. Those guys there, by the way, the same guys that are in the other clip, the yeah. same voice, the same what, they're there all the time. So he is not doing this he because... Rec- they recognise faces. They see he the does. same people outside the same place. He does. So so just to get this absolutely clear, George Lucas is not just going off at anybody. If me and Martin uh, turned up somewhere tonight and he hadn't seen us before, I'm sure he would sign something and be quite polite. He's seen these same guys and they are professional at memorabilia dealers that put all of this stuff that he's signing. Now, he, they're arguing they haven't, but it's very funny because he recognises them. And I can tell you now, I've just watched the three clips of these where I put that quick one together there. And they're the, it's the same guy. There's the same guy in, in all three of them. Mm. The, 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 big, uh, the big black guy who, who you can hear his voice. He's the one who talks the loudest. And... They, uh, he recognizes them, so he's not thinking, Oh, god, did they just love me that much? They want me to come back, and they're asking him to sign three or four things at once, well, like he well, said, they're a thousand quid's worth, like, you know, 20 or so pictures, yeah, I know. And and it's clear, and and he said, There, well, you need to go and get a job, and it, you know, and they're and yeah, it sounds really bad because they're going, Oh, billionaire George Lucas is saying that. Well, billionaire George Lucas gave four billion away, he sold his company, then gave the money away. I mean, he's done his bit. 
he's done his bit to help people. He's set up uh, he's set up um, museums. He's set up lost men. Believe me, I've got a museum. They lose a lot of money. And, you know, if you own one, you're not owning one because you're greedy and you want to make money. You're owning one because you think it's good. It's doing some good for someone like a, you know, and uh, not to make an armor here. I'm just saying I got lumbered with one. That's another story. But, you know, it's I'm saying that the guy, he's done a lot of good. And it has annoyed me that TMZ bagging him like this yeah, getting, they, and, and can I just say that the um, you don't know that that's not set up, this is TMZ yeah. there are three of these clips, the ones that are doing the circuit, you do not know that they haven't set, heard that he can be irksome about autographs and then sent some guys, sent them again and sent them again until he kicks off so they get it on if camera you, if you, watch, you don't know they've not done that if you watch the clips as well, he, he's, he's not refusing to sign to fans mm. He's pulling them up on what they're doing with it. Yeah, he's just said, he said in one of them that you can get these for free. And they went, no, we can't. People can't get to see you. This is the only way they can get anywhere. No, just write to me. So he's, he's literally saying, yeah, anyone who writes to me for an autograph will get a personal autograph or send it back. You know, he's saying that you're charging 200 quid for something that I give away for free. And I think that he's basically calling them out for being parasites. Yeah, quite right, too. I'm glad you agree. Cause, I do. I, I, no, because there's some people who'd hear that and then go, oh, God, you know, no, oh, I, he's I, so I up his own Because I do a lot of, of gigs and things mm. like that, and you see, you know who's there to meet people yeah. and they've been to the gig and things. And then there's people outside at theatre and things like that who haven't been to the show. Yeah. But they're there and they've got a stack of things. Yeah. That's the thing, the difference. A fan might take one picture, one album cover, one DVD. They'll cover. be personal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, way getting, the way of getting out of that, he mm. should stand there and say, who is it to? And then well, one of them, it. see, one of them did say, in uh, not in that clip, but in another, he said, oh, you know, you can put a name on it and all that. But again, they still sell it. They, They'll they still will sell do, it. But, they will. They'll sell but, it. But it's not as worth as much. You know, I'm, I, I, I bought one. I bought one that's uh, up in Fab, and it says uh, to Mike Major Roadbase, not to me. <laughs> I just got it because it, you know, because it was it had a name on it. It was a yeah, bit cheaper, and, and so and I got it and put it in Fab. I, and I, I, I bought a uh, Vincent Price one, hmm. and it's it's come. It's got the envelope with it as well that's yeah. addressed to somebody else. It's it's named yeah. to somebody else, but it's the only way. I, right, I was going to say, you say it said something like "Sleeping with You" with Martin was the best night of my life. Rah. Yeah, I don't tell everybody. Yeah. But, but, you know, that was the only way yeah. I'd get that. So. Bloody hell. I, I, it's just the guy, he gets shafted left. And he does. And uh, I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of how everybody treated him. Again, it's to get my, my rant about the internet earlier and last week over all this crap over Doctor Who. The uh, same thing about this. The guy, the guy gave us a seminal movie. That wasn't enough. He renovated... He, revolutionized special effects and pushed forward 20 years um the progress that he made from the beginning of star wars in 77 to 1983 at the end of return of the jedi the changes in special effects technology sound. was pushed forward i was about to get to that yeah. thx sound system he decided that that wasn't enough he wanted a higher quality of sound he renovated he revolutionized cinema going for all of us and then like I say, he does three movies that you're a bit oh, and and it's not everybody. It's just a vocal bunch of of, of complete idiots that are on um, 
that are on bloody Facebook and what have you. They're, they're, in fact, it was internet. It sort of started the internet message boards, forums, and all that was just starting. So it was at the birth of all that when they they just went mental on him. And then at some point, he just went, "I've had enough. Yeah. I'm retired. I can't be asked." And he said, "You can't make movies." everybody's got their idea what it should be. You're not allowed just to make the movie you want to make. And I've, I've had enough. I'm, I'm retired. And then... I mean, he did uh, Red Tails. Which yeah. Which like his passion project. He did, No yeah. one watched it. No one went to see it. No. No one No one could be interested. I, I've i seen it and I quite like it. I don't... It's not brilliant, though. I'm not going to no, lie. It's, it's not terrible, but it's... It... Yeah, it's um, it's a vanity project, but it's a good vanity project. If I'd done it, I'd be quite proud of it. You know, the I think the guy is, I don't know. I just think it's it's sad because he's done so much, and I don't. I think people need to just cut it out now and just start to treat him with the respect that's due. Yeah, yeah. And and this this little attack about about this, yeah, I hope it doesn't get any traction because. I'd be fed up. No, I think more people. You only have to watch the video to see where yeah. the, where the problem is. Yeah, no. Well, we we got a guy. We got a guy that that orders a magazine off us. Yeah, he orders magazines off us, mm. and he insists that that the um, that where they're sent to that we don't involve a, um, a the usual invoice or slip to confirm the sale. Oh, the the, the, the compliments slip. And yeah, things, yeah, correct. And then we find the guy online. And he's adding five quid to the uh, issues and selling them to people and selling them on. Not even telling us, but he's ju- he's literally doing that. And he's making a bit of money there. It's a little side issue. It doesn't matter to us. People are getting the magazine. We're not greedy, but it's just... But he's greedy. Oh, he's greedy, yeah. And, uh, but at the end of the yeah, day... free postage. He's probably charging them postage. Yeah, well, he, he is charging them postage. It's the eight quid, whatever he charges on top of the uh, yeah. the cover price. So I do understand why it can be it can be quite annoying, you know. But anyway, there we go. So you were saying something about about our friend um, Mr. Cameron, and oh, not yeah. not the one that used to be prime minister. No, no. I mean another one that I'm not a big fan of, uh, oh, James God. Cameron. Right. Uh, he's not not sort of like you know happy enough just to give us more Avatar movies like he's uh, he's promised another four. Oh, uh, yeah, he's God, now threatening God. another three Terminator movies. Because he's got so much time on his hands. Has anybody got any ideas? New new ideas? No. Anybody? No, anybody. Apparently not. Anybody, is it? I mean, anybody. Please, you know, get in touch. You know, is anybody excited I'll, about I'll that? make the bloody film if you want, if if it's an original idea. I've, I'm desperate to see something new. I can't. I mean, yeah, another trilogy after what's just happened. Yeah. After what's just happened with them. He'll be going on about aliens in a bit. Oh well, he's uh, he's out a lot there, isn't he? Because that's that's covered by oh, uh, by Ridders. He'll think he can save it. Well, they all do, don't they? With uh, with his, well, they all his do. 4D. Oh, they all do, don't they? Smell a vision, whatever he's going to have next. Yeah, no, that nothing, no, none of it's working. Like I say, yeah, he but he did, he brought 3D up a notch um, with the cameras that he was using. Yeah, but they, he didn't invent that. You know, he just he used technology in a way that was there. He he it's made that. people's eyes up to it a bit. Oh. Yeah, I know because you know you, we can now do it without the red and green glasses and the the chronic migraine after but, watching but every see, film. Ironically, I mean, what people don't remember because oh, we weren't around, obviously, uh, 
when them films were shown in the 50s, they were shown polarised in the cinema. Yeah, They yeah. weren't shown red and green. Mm-hmm. It's only because that's the only way they could have done it on TV. Yeah, yeah. And in, in mm. sort of home formats and things like that. So I saw Jaws 3D and it wasn't like that. I saw um, yeah, it, Friday the 13th part 3D. Yeah. My God, that was that was just literally sticking objects out of the screen. And, but a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, well, and that's no what idea. that's what 3D should be. I love yeah. 3D. Mm. I've done a lot of the history of it and things like that. Mm. And it's 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 about it's a gimmick. Of course, it's a gimmick, and it mm. should be people poking your eye out and yeah. But it's, it can be used in in really creative ways, and and there I mean, there are ways of doing it. Where you did it in them short documentaries, the original IMAX ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, going to the deep sea and all the Titanic oh, one. The Titanic that. one was very good. That was you know, Cameron. Yeah, and, and and it was very that good. was that was that was groundbreaking. Yeah, That's, it was. No, no, he's very good. Uh, I mean, then those were very good films, and and you used to go. I used to see some of them in Bradford before we opened yeah. up at the Printworks. So that was, so, the, that was the first one. Yeah, when the Printworks opened, it was um, it was brilliant because of oh Christ, it's on our doorstep, and now it's the and viewing. They were only it's like so, forty minutes tops because they yeah. didn't want people to get headaches, and they didn't want people to get yeah because it was a massive screen as yeah. well. It's a lot. To it was all sorts of stuff. I saw a, there was a skateboarding extreme sport one that I just thought, well, I'll go. I would go and see anything in 3D at that Yeah, point. yeah. And then he came along with it. Avatar and then everything got... And he spoiled it. Well, he did to a degree because there are some very, very ordinary movies that have had 3D conversions and they've extended the life of those movies beyond yeah, them. I mean, they should have been forgotten about the minute you've seen them. You know? The problem is now because these films are, are a percentage CGI, Mm. they're always going to be a conversion. They're yeah, not, yeah, they're absolutely. Not, they're not natively filmed in 3D. Mm. So unless you're going to get a, a film that is going to have no CGI, it's all physical yeah. effect, yeah. you're never going to get one that's wholly filmed in 3D. Yeah, well, he, he did fool, or thought he'd fooled everybody with that, didn't mm. he? Because he'd he, uh, say, no, well, the cameras, these are all, the, you know, unlike these other cheap conversions, you know, the, the but, Avatar yeah. movies are going to be proper, but, aren't they? Yeah, but no, it's all done on a computer. Yeah, I know. I know it. I know it. It's, I'd say the guy, the, the, that, that it was time for 3D to come back using modern technology yeah, and, 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 and it, decent it, it, screens. It's opened up cinema again. Yeah. Because it, people did go and see them. They don't yeah. go and see them as much now, obviously. No. You know, I don't sort of subscribe to a certain critic's point of view about 3D. I get the points. There is mm. there is negatives to it. Yeah, there is. And a lot of it is just, you know, make a fun film that is mm. meant to be in 3D the right way. Throw some stuff out in the audience. Yeah, no, it's right. Know, and people will have a good time. You don't, right. want, you don't want a, a chin-stroking... I, I said I love, I love um, 3D. Gravity was brilliant. Yeah. It, uh, the, the, the other one Even that... that... That said critic, who I'm not yeah. going to name. Even he said, "Go and see that in 3D." Oh yeah, no. Well, well, we know he's he's like a version of bloody Barry Norman, and he done this sort of stuff. He's grudgingly put up with uh, the entire. Uh, you see, that's the thing with Barry Norman, and as much as I, it, to me, he's the pickled onion man. That's it. Um, <laughs> the the reviewing. I used to watch the, those those films, those Some those TV great, shows, but. but you know. Yeah, but it was always the same. If it was a film that I really it's was, all got, he, had. he wasn't a, a popularist person. He didn't like science fiction. No, he didn't like sci-fi movies. He's referred to sci-fi movies in in, in a book that he wrote as uh, they they're just they're always going to be a gimmick to me. Yeah. Now that's wrong because no, they're because not because some they're, they're a fake sci-fi 
stories, sci-fi movies, and there are and there are genuine ones. And I say you can get stuff that's that could be a western if it was set here. You know, that just happens to be in space. You could, you could. There's lots of films like that 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 could be transposed. But then you get something like um, Arrival, where mm. that could only be about aliens arriving on earth and the yeah. communication barrier you've got you've got stuff like 2001 the, these hard sci-fi movies are not a gimmick they are they're very when they're done right when they're done like interstellar forget it that that's just a load of chin stroking from people who want to pretend that they understood what they've just watched when really they that, haven't that audience for that was not our audience. no it certainly was not even though a lot of our it was not enjoyed it some yeah did, but yeah it wasn't, it, that wrong. was for people who don't watched sci-fi movies. Yeah, it, it was. It, and that's it. The wrong end of It's just a pile of bibble and nonsense. It's people who will go and sit on the South Bank and, and be able to tell you about a film Correct. Because, they, because they've read a, a magazine. That well, that's the thing him. with Nolan. I mean, later on, we, we will go for a break now, final break, but the in the last part of the show, I'll talk quite only five minutes on Dunkirk before we finish. and Because um, Nolan, as you know, I've had a, had a very up and down history with Nolan and and uh, got a bit of a connection, more of a connection with the source material on this one. So to me, this had to get certain things across. But I'll explain more. And if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you might know some things about what I've discussed previously, and and you'll get where I'm coming from. But we'll just have have, have one more break, and have then I'll get get back as soon as we can. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest running magazine of cult entertainment. We have been going longer than Total Film. Just saying. Hey, man, dig this real gone show for a crazy thriller. It's Monsters A Go Go. A horror thriller with the Go Go Beat, live on stage from Hollywood. See the teenage Frankenstein. See. Help! I need somebody. Help! The Beatles mystically transformed. See Hollywood's golden Go Go girl, Pat Collins. See. Ethereal materialization of 007 as James Bond. It's the kookiest and the spookiest. It's where the action is. See? Monsters a go go. Terror walks off the stage and into the audience. Free. Two for one pass to anyone who can sit through the entire show. And it's all live. This is the only show that gets away with murder. So come early and get a seat. If you're late, we may put you in a coffin. See? Monsters a go go. Monsters a go go. Monsters a go go. Monsters a go go. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest running magazine of cult entertainment. We make total film look like rubbish. Embrace the alternative. This, this is Fab Radio International. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. So, what's going on? Anybody on Twitter? Oh, I just checked. Is it still a quiet night? It's a quiet night yeah, tonight. I think everybody's gone to bed. Left us. Left us. Oh, because we're really late and the show was a complete disaster last week. I think they loved that. All that, uh, <laughs> that nonsense we did. Good Lord. Yeah. It was a good show last week, actually. If you missed yeah. it, it's on uh, iTunes now. It says with a different title than it, it originally had. Yeah, there's nobody on Twitter. No, I thought it might. It's, it's one of them quiet nights, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. 
we still carry on because it's a podcast and anybody who's missing it tonight will probably be listening to it on iTunes. So yeah. we might as well make it. A and good if you're show. listening on iTunes, you missed all the bits we've cut out. Indeed. And you won't even know what they are. They had a, had a bit of beeping to do last week again. There has not been an episode for the last uh, few weeks. Oh, and I do apologise for anybody who's listening on, on podcast. And last week when I did possibly the worst frigging spoiler that you could do for Game of Thrones. <laughs> Claire, I get it. There was just one twist in that episode. Just one. Nothing else. Everything else was fine. And that's the funny bit because I, I ruined that. And then I gave away the fact that that was the only twist in the entire episode. Yes, Another so spoiler. People are going to wait and double down on it. So, so yeah, but, but Game of Thrones, we're not ruining it this week, but it's still good. It's still very strong, and it's, it does feel like it's heading towards some sort of payoff for your uh, perseverance with the show. Oh, I've just rechecked, hmm? and uh, there's, uh, there is a few things. Oh, what's going on? Uh, Tendo Pete has uh, replied to some one of the news items we've had up. Oh, we right. do all this. Oh, no. What, uh, he said, never bothered with Supergirl as I don't like the crossovers. I don't like her during the crossovers. It's obviously to do with the, the on-screen, you know, the TV. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. He, it's... Can't, he can't bear to watch any more of Arrow. Why? What's up with Arrow? Mm. It was really good last year. Yeah. My God, Polly, are you still listening? We got, we got a, uh, we got a heretic. Yeah. We got a heretic. I say, gotta say, it's so much better. That that stuff is so much better than what's going on 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 to, on the the big screen. It's so much better. It is just unbelievable. Do you think that's because they've got the the time to build the characters up? Or? Um. Yeah, it is. It is that, and they and they to rush it within two and a half. They hours. very slowly did it, and all they didn't get. You didn't get his sidekick in it till you know a few years in. Then you you weren't sure what where it was all going. Uh, the um, Laurel Lance becoming Black Canary that didn't happen for ages. They did take the time, and then when the Flash launched, they until the Flash there was no. There were no metahuman superpowers. It was just people that, that you know, were kitted out with special technology or, had, you know, uh, high-tech weapons and stuff like that. It was very grounded. And then all of a sudden, when uh, what I like is, they when that happened, and they did come up with an excuse for the metahumans with mm. the disaster that caused it, suddenly the Flash heralded in the superpowered bit. But by then, you'd got that used to Arrow that you weren't like, oh, this is cheesy, this is rubbish, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did. I do really. I do like it. Um, I get it, and it's not been consistent. There's been some years that have been better. Um, it's been better, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's one of them. I, isn't I it? know you haven't been. It's the only one you haven't watched, and it's not part of the the mm. DCs on small screen universe. Mm. But Gotham has been really good. Well, I will catch up with it now. But you can't, no one can blame me for the beginning. No, I, I, had, beginning, I, I couldn't. Uh, and I was watching the, the other stuff. So to me, I'm watching Arrow, which was at that point, at the peak of its... Uh, it, that show was the one with Deathstroke in that year. It was absolutely probably the best season they'd ever had. And then I watched two episodes of that, and all they're doing is just this bloody name-checking all these. And I just got really sick. The Poison Ivy cameo, I just, I just wanted to punch yeah, the screen. But, she, but they brought but, her back in yeah. later on into the, like, right. the series. 
and actually make give a character. Well, a, look, a I know, I know. Yeah. Of all people, De- Des Skin loves it. You know, the yeah. the uh, the guy who started Starburst. When I talked to him, he goes, "Oh, I'm enjoying Gotham." You know, so but I, I think, think that's I suppose it. because it's not connected to the others, you didn't feel yeah. as obliged to watch it. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. But we, uh, speaking of Deathstroke, yeah, uh, Manu Bennett. Is appearing this weekend in Manchester. Oh, right. Where is he? At the MCM Comic Con. Okay. At Manchester Central. Oh, right. Okay. That's going to be good. So, is, that, is he the main guest there? He's, the, he's the main guest. He's a big guest. I'll give him that. Bloody yeah, well, there is a, a bigger guest. Mm-hmm. Luther Rignall. Yeah, physically bigger. <laughs> physically bigger. One, one could say, yeah, you know, though, everybody knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows who uh, he is. Yeah, certainly. we've also got Denise Crosby. Yeah. From Star Trek Next yeah. Generation. We killed Luther Rigno off. Somebody said he was dead, and we went on air. I remember and we that did, one. We did, a, we did a memorial for him and went through everything, and we went, yeah. and I was genuinely upset. It was probably you sent a message in saying, no, it's not. I don't know where it came from. We just had it, and it was so deadpan, so absolute that we came on. We had no doubt, and then I just and Paul Ripley, the station manager, is listening to it, and an email comes in. And it goes, "He's not dead. What are you doing?" And I went, "Hang on." And we went to break because yeah. I was like, "I need to sort this out." And then we're on break, and I was going to go. It's going, "You've got to find out." And he goes, "How can I find out if he has actually died?" And then we went looked, and then it was breaking. No, it's a hoax. Yeah. Yeah, so we were nowadays, totally out of over There's by a that. hoax about everybody, and then you ne- when somebody yeah. does die, you never believe it. No, I know, I know. It's it's, it's very frustrating, actually. Um, a load of emails have just come in. Oh, go on then. Right. We've got uh, Jeff Runciman. He's saying, Hi, Mac and Martin. Could you please do me a favour and not take such a long break from this show? Only just found out you are back. I suppose it's been on Twitter, etc., but I don't use it anyway. Welcome back. I'm glad you are. Oh, thank you. No, no worries. We normally just take a summer break for about five weeks or something like that around about the into get rid of september and, and we're usually back in october running through to christmas this year we just had a load on and, and it's this reason but we're not planning on having to break that long again <sighs> and uh no you know it is all all fun and it Loz is saying good evening mr ross and a tech issue you are distorting a tad however martin is fine i suggest turning your microphone down touch you know i've um i've been Noticing a few issues with it myself. I've been trying to ride it a little bit. No pun intended. There. No, 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 no pink flute there. But um, you see, I, I did my uh, my rock show last night. It's only yeah. rock and roll fr- Tuesday nights, seven till nine. Yeah, and uh, and that I had a guest on last night, and that was distorting. But he was in this right. chair, so maybe it's. I'll let him know. Yeah, yeah. The uh, can't pretend that's in casual way. We're just discussing this when we're live on air. Well, you know, yeah, it's, get, it's, get a bit of plug-in though. Yeah. So. No. <laughs> uh, on another note, 3D is terrible, and it's never been the future. Ooh, never claimed controversial. A, never claimed it as the future, but you wouldn't be able to see without it. I have seen some movies that are better in 2D than 3D. I've, it's just how it's used, it, and that's exactly what I said. Gimmick it. That's why I liked Tron Legacy when yep. they did that. They did the whole, you, oh, know. you know, 2D in the real world, 3D when you went into their don't, world. Don't try and legitimise it. Just give us some gimmicks. Wonderful. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, and I'm happy with that. Julie says, I might. Den of Geek reviewed Dunkirk. Why did Starburst not cover it? Amazing film. We did. We did. And Den of Geek and Starburst shouldn't have covered it because it's not a genre movie. It's from a genre director. 
I'm just saying how it works. It's difficult this because we constantly have arguments over what goes in. We're, we're always not arguments. We just the, the line keeps forwards. sort of like flexible. A you've, bit. you've got to be, and we have covered it online because it is from Christopher Nolan, and a lot of our readers will be interested in it because he's done a lot of genre cinema and he's known for that. But there isn't. We only cover cult entertainment now. This, whilst. At some point in the future, it'll be a cult movie. It's it's a war film, and it's got. I think no... it's beyond a cult movie. I think it's it's very mainstream. Yeah, it is. It's 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 not a. It's got nothing that we can cover. Say, for example, in the print edition, we if we put this in the print edition, there'd be people who picked up the magazine and they go, "Listen, we can read this in total film. We want you to cover genre movies that the big boys don't bother with." Uh, you know, you can read about that in Empire, you can read about it in there, whereas, say, this this movie that's coming out, Valerium, they'll do lip service to it but won't go that deep. Some of the horror movies we're covering won't get covered in, in those yeah. mags. So we've got to make room. So it's it, But I'm about to say just bit, I've got five minutes before the end and I will tell you what my thoughts on uh, Dunkirk are. And, and that's it. We've got one other email. And David Cunningham is saying, "Oh, this is not good. Oh, right. I hope this is uh, this ends well. In case you didn't know, and I didn't know, and I don't think Martin knows. Mm-hmm. John Barrowman has been rushed to hospital for emergency surgery. The Doctor Who star had to have treatment in the U.S. after suffering appendicitis. The Scottish actor, who also led the way in uh, Torchwood, has fallen ill at his home earlier this week, was later told by doctors he'd have to have his appendix removed immediately, taken to Eisenhower Medical Center in Rancho Mirage, California, after collapsing in agony. I like him. It's, I hope he's all right. He, and, he's a bit uh, over the top. Oh, he's... Yeah, you don't want him to die, though, do you? No, no. You know, no. Uh, good but God. We've got room for another obituary. Oh, God, that's... Sometimes you're so you're so warm, you know, bloody hell. But yeah, you know, say though appendicitis, and I got I don't want to say this too soon because if I belittle it and then something happens to him, I'll feel awful. But it's not what it used to be. Sometimes if you didn't get to it in time, it'd be there'd be all sorts of complications. I'm absolutely certain that he'll be okay. That's what yeah. I'm. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. Yeah. Eighty percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's appendicitis. If it was a, a bloody heart bypass or something, you, yeah, you yeah. never I mean, know. But there's, there's people are dropping like flies, so we never know. Do it's you? not very old, though, is it? I mean, there's still appendicitis. I know someone who had that at 18. I thought you were going to say school. someone's been found in his swimming pool or something. No, that was one of my business partners. No, it's the other Barrymore. <laughs> oh, Barrymore. No, I don't know, but I didn't know him, did I? I just, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's an odd one, isn't he? That, I mean, I've known some people wreck the career, but doing a Barrymore, that's uh, yes. it's done, isn't it? There's no coming back at that point. He, I mean, he, 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 I, I think after that though, yeah, but and but tried then, to sort of come back on that and just proved what a cock he was. Well, that's what I mean. That performance wasn't great, and I think if you are if you have gone downhill and you're in a mess. And then you end up back on that. You've got to treat it as it is and not do a Leo Sayer. Do you remember that one? Oh, that was genius. Where Leo Sayer, um, the, the genius behind um, You Make Me Feel Like Dancing and other and, smash and, hits. And I modelled my hair on him for a long time, as my brother would tell I you. I can't imagine you with hair like that. 
I just don't. It's, I you're the rockiest film. rock guy I've ever met, and I can't but imagine we, you with hair like that. When, when it grew out a bit more, I was more like Slash, but when it first. Well, like Afro, yeah. like that. Yeah. I can't, that's amazing. Well, good <laughs> on you, good on you. Not everyone can bloody grow enough. You know, it's. Um, but the. Yeah, he, he basically said he went within two weeks from being. I remember there was an interview where they interviewed him. He, he, it, what was it? It got remixed, didn't it? And it was a really good remix. You know, like, um, what's his face? Who was it who did um, the bloody Elvis one? Oh, yeah. And even I, who I hate Elvis, I actually thought that was a damn good remix. It, gave yeah, a, it uh, got you back to number one. Yeah, and it, it was in the uh, Nike advert where they're on mm-hmm. the boat with Cantona. And that was actually a very well, sort of a sort of sports advert for Nike that was quite... Mad Max, wasn't it? You know, yeah, Mad yeah. Fo- a futuristic cyber football game with a metal football. Do you remember with yeah, chains remember. at the back of the net? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally the I only the bit post-apocalyptic of... football. Correct. Yeah. It's literally the only interest I've had in football over the last decade. Yeah. And the, the yeah, that was that was it. And the, the yeah, they remixed him. So Leo Sayer ends up at number one. So he's like, and they interviewed him and went, it's a beautiful, wonderful miracle for me, mm-hmm. you know, at this stage in my life to get that. Brilliant, yeah. Four weeks later, he's on Celebrity Big Brother and he's throwing diva massive showbiz strops because he demands a two to three clean pairs of underpants a day and all the and doing all the all the diva stuff. Yeah, I mean, how many wow. times does he have to sell his underpants to get clean ones? Oh, yeah. Well, what's he up to? That's the question. What's he eating or what's he doing? Yeah. But, but the... But the thing is, he's, you know, you know, I just, I'm just saying, it don't take long, does it? You know, well, no. it don't take long. So suddenly, people are sniffing round you and treating you like you're important, and you decide, I know, I'm going to be really, really rude to everybody now. Yeah, dear me. So, is there anything else before I, I just finish on Dunkirk? Or? I think we've more or less done. I think we're all right, aren't we? And, and obviously. Ivan Drago's back in Creed 2. I think it's him, and it, it, that I reckon from this, in Creed 2, again, not, good God, I'm, be, I'm pushing the envelopes for Julia. You know, I'm trying to fit in as much as I can that we're not supposed to cover. But, uh, yeah, Creed, if you did, if you like that, and you're a big fan of the Rocky movies, the um, I like Creed a lot because it turned it on its head. You had the son of Apollo Creed, and he was being trained by Rocky, and it was a whole. It was a way of having a new franchise, mm. but with a new character. But it still got Rocky knocking about in this role of the guy that who was Burgess Meredith in the yeah. original, who was the Penguin in Batman sixty six. See, so I've managed we, the link. Yeah, we've I've, got a connection. I've got the link established now. And it's going to be, in Rocky IV, Ivan Drago killed Apollo Creed and then, you know, what's it? I, Rocky knocked seven bells out of him and that was it. And it brought world peace, didn't it, in it that did. film? Just and, like real life. Yeah. And, uh, and now you're going to have a sequel to Creed and he, I reckon that the son of Ivan Drago, who I hopefully will be played by Dolph Lundgren, or why would you bother, yeah. is going to turn up and I would imagine that he is going to... It's going to be the son of um, Ivan Drago versus the son of Apollo Creed, and I think that will make for a damn good film. There's a, there's a history there, isn't it? And then you'll have uh, Rocky there, obviously not wanting history to repeat itself, and probably yeah. warning him, you can't fight this man. He's the man... You should, In his wheelchair. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, he was poorly, wasn't he, at the end of the other... So there we go. That's, that's, that's that bit of news. But yeah, Dunkirk, all right. The last few movies, I liked Inception. I've been slagging off the Holy Nolan for ages. It's not so much him. It's, again, it's it's 
the fans, when I saw Man of, uh, Man of Steel and he, he was only getting the uh, executive sort of credits, that came on and I, I was there and I thought, what a bloody awful film this is. And I was a fan of Zack Snyder. I liked Watchmen. I mm-hmm. thought everything that he did was okay. And then all of a sudden, you know, I sit watching this douchebag version of Superman, which was the most unsuper Superman I've ever seen. And no, I wasn't expecting him to be the, the Superman Chris Reeve. I wanted it updated. But he was just a, updating him into being a dick that's got absolutely no part of that persona that you've come to know. It, it's just ridiculous. You can do Superman in a modern way. You can do Superman that is updated, but you still keep enough of the Boy Scouts so that when him and Batman are there, there's a very distinct difference. But he was just being a bit of a dick in that film, and I, I didn't recognise him, and, and other people didn't like him. He had a casual um, approach to catastrophic death all around him, that he wasn't even... There wasn't one moment in the film where he tried to even grab someone out of the way of well, all the carnage. He didn't try and stop any buses from hitting... No, that's what I mean. Then moments like that made the Superman movie so charming. And you can't do that now, but you can do versions of that. You can update these things. And, you know, when he did save the... He'd always wave at the kids, and shit, even in the middle of a fight. Yeah, I mean, and the whole point was... Brilliant. ...was deployed on that... Yeah, it's a weakness of it. Yeah. Whereas this guy, he wasn't much of a, less of a twat than the person he was fighting, you know. And 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 it was uh, so okay. So there. But at the end of that, they got up and and I nudged Chris because he was with me. I went, Have you seen this? And there was two guys here clapping because Nolan's name had come up on the screen, and they were just clapping. And then they were clapping. Forgot where they were. Walked forward and fell over and did a, did literally a double forward flip over into the did rowing you clap front. Them? I did clap. <laughs> How did you know that? Did he tell would, you? That's what I would have done. Yeah, I did. I did. And he and it's one of them. They they are a very pretentious bunch. The 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 hardcore Nolanites are. Everything he does, every film he does, is beyond reproach. A ten out of ten movie. Again, with the internet. Again, you you get grief if you don't like it. Blah blah blah. Anyway, I'm I'm neutral on it. I love some of his films, and I don't like some of his films. The Prestige is great. I love Firmamento. Mm, I did like good. Inception, and some people didn't like Inception. I did. I like the. I liked it. Interstellar, you can shove up your ass. I, I it can go right. Up. It can it can disappear off up its own event horizon, and I'd be happy if I never have to sit through that again on an issue of the sound, the 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 sound mix, the whole lot from start to finish. I was brought up by um, my granddad, and one of the things he did, he was a cook. But at the end of the war, to the, the, the end of the war, he got medals after medals and left. And I said, like, "How can he get all this?" And he's a, a cook, and he he uh, he was at Dunkirk. He was one of the last ships to leave, and it was a it was a private boat, like you you see in Dunkirk. The, the whole point is there weren't enough transports to get them. Everyone was going to be dead. Four hundred thousand soldiers and, and some French soldiers all wiped out. And everybody set out from the UK. Um, Churchill said, if you've got a boat, get over there and pick our boys up. Everybody went and he got picked up by a simple fisherman's boat. But he uh, he was on his way back there. He was told he had like an half an hour and the, they were they were going to have to leave at that point. And he passed the school and went back and they, he actually turned back round and him and his mate unloaded all the supplies off the back of the truck and just put filled it with 20 French school kids in a school 
teacher and went and they all got on that boat and took across her and he had described the whole thing to me when I was growing up and I and now even after watching this song it's made me think my god he's either the bravest guy I've ever met or he was an, he'd gone absolutely crazy yeah. I mean I'd love to think I would have done that if he must have been so scared and he said he was terrified and when he got to the beach he said it felt like it, it was doomsday he said it felt so ominous and there was an atmosphere and all that. And all I've got to say, I don't want to get too deep into this review. It's a simple thing. It's a good film, and I'd give it... I was expecting maybe 7 out of 10, something like that, because I thought they'd do it justice. But it's a definitely 9 out of 10 movie, and um, it got that atmosphere that my granddad described to me nailed, and I did feel like it was how he described it. Now, that can't be an accident, and that means that they've, they've when they were writing this and dealing with it and working on it, They've had the sense to talk to people who were there, yeah, yeah. and they are still alive. A lot of them. My dad there was kind of sadly died young. We came, see. we came down. Uh, mm. There was a ninety-four-year-old mm. they took to see it, mm. and he's he's had the same same response. It's exactly what he. Yeah, thought. I had. It made me. I got a bit teary-eyed at one point just because I, were, I kept thinking about my granddad and all the stuff he was telling me, and I got and, I, and it felt. I got. I felt. So bad that they had to go through all that. It it really does make you think. It's quite good on that. And we don't know we've had it though, and everything. No, no, not at all. No, that that's a problem. I've got a few problems getting the mag out this month. I've got some issues and all the rest of it. Anyone's been following on Facebook, you know, one of my venues I'm, I'm uh, closing because of the development of a project which has upset a lot of people. It's a very important place in Manchester to, to, for some people. It's the Tiger Lounge and. We are moving. We're go- I'll keep everybody informed because some people who listen to the show go in there, and uh, it's dead. But it's not a patch on what of what they went through well, that no. day, We've and they were dead. they had no doubt they were dead. And what I do like about it is, well, my God, you got Tom Hardy in it, and you do, you, could, you can't even tell it's him all the way through it. And he, you got these people with egos the size of a planet, and Tom Hardy does his role in that film, and he he, do, he pulls the mask off at the end, and you get literally five or six seconds of his face. Mm. So it. You know, for all his faults, I'll give him that. There's some people wouldn't have taken that role. Yeah, I think so. Tom good on him. Quite a, good on him. Quite a decent actor. Yeah, good he on him. He does do some risky stuff. And yeah, go, yeah, jolly good. You know, yeah, very happy. So yeah, that's all I've got to really say on it. I mean, we'll have to go in a minute, but the I think you should go and see it, even if you're not into war movies. There's something. It's it's. There's a part, the part of genius about it as well, Martin, that, 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 and it isn't a spoiler, it's just, it'll help you appreciate the film even more. You don't see, there's lots of violence, lots of shooting, lots of action, lots of bullets going everywhere, yeah. You don't see one German throughout the entire film. The menace is very much irrelevant who it is. It's yeah. not about who's coming to get them. It's about the impending end the doomsday scenario they're yeah. all doomed and they need rescuing and when it comes to it and and the poster says it right although to me i think the poster's a bit of a spoiler actually because you know um they they were trapped and you know lost uh so home came for them yeah and that's exactly what but, happened but, but you know it's a true story so people do yeah. know it's spo- yeah. spoiler they got away but, oh yeah of course you know, yeah yeah um uh Brandon knocks it out of the park yeah, he is one of the best actors. That, it does that's, sound we've more ever like had. A, a humanist film than a war film. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's not. It's not a standard war film. I've not seen anybody even remotely suggest it is. It's a very different sort of war film. It's a. It's a very artsy, very emotional. It's telling a human story. It isn't. A, it isn't a narrative drawn piece. It's more like looking at a very intricate painting 
for a bit and then slowly absorbing it all. And and that's what it is. That's it's what a, that guy said, the, the old 94-year-old. Oh, the, right, the yeah. The cinematography is, yeah. is, is important because yeah. it tells the story. Well, I've had these stories yeah. growing up. I had them every Saturday, Sunday, me and him had taught, and he'd show me the medal. And every year he'd sort of trot them out, and he'd forget some of the times he'd told me this. I mean, the story about him going getting them, I didn't know that. My grandma told me because she said, you want to know what he did for them, medals. And, and then I'm saying, tell me about it, and he's all embarrassed. He didn't want to... Mm-hmm. Saying, and, you know, and the, but the stories and the atmosphere, like I say, when I'm watching a film, I'm like, yeah, this is, this sounds exactly like he described it. Because like, you have images, don't you, in your head when someone tells you a story long many times. Yeah, yeah. You build up, oh, I better look. And do you know what? The beats looked exactly how, how it sounded. Like it, he said it was just, you felt like you were just trapped in this little U-shaped bit of beach. And, yeah. and, it, and it said it was massive as well. It was massive, but it was. But by the time he got there, there were only about six or seven hundred people left, and it was very, very empty, lonely, and the wind was blowing. And it's got some of that in it, yeah, you know. Good. And it has so. Well, it yeah. sounds like he's done a, yeah, a so decent job. Go and uh, go and see it by all means. I mean, it did. And for me to be saying this about a Nolan film, um, I'm telling you now, after the the the. Uh, Troubles I've had with some of the stuff he's put out. And yeah. next week we'll be reviewing Stephen Moffat's Battle of Britain. Oh, good Lord. Can you imagine that? There'd be a few twists in that one, wouldn't there? Eh? <laughs> eh? I'm not sure we'd even win at the end of that one. Right, so that's about it. That's all we've got time for. So we are going to be back with you next week and we're going to have a look what what out what's out next week i mean what are we going to have time know. to see we're going to, we've got a magazine to put together we're on the uh, the vinegar strokes of the magazine coming up so. we certainly are but we'll try and uh, we'll try and bring you the latest news in the meantime i've been mike he's been martin and we will definitely see you next week tumbling through a thousand centuries Listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International.